Welcome back, everybody, uh, to all of my adoring fans, all 20 of you. I will look back on this one day with my millions and millions of followers um, at my humble beginnings and be very grateful for how far I have come. Cannot wait. But for those that are new here, hi, welcome. You'll never want to leave. Um, this is a podcast called Cutting It with Harry. I'm Harry. I will be chatting with people from all sides of the fitness, diet, well-being and body positive world. Nothing is too taboo. So let's get started. Here's my theme tune. I am with Gareth Jenkins, aka Coached by GJ. Um, so you were the PCA Welsh champion? Yeah, I won the Welsh last year, yeah. Last year? That's yeah. relatively... Wow, okay. You're a personal trainer on slash online coach because yes. you do one-on-ones as well. It's yes, in the I gym do one all the time. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the PCA competition? Because I'm actually going in for my first timers in May, the end of May. Right. I've never done it before, and I'm scared. Whereabouts? Uh, in Hull. You're in the Hull? Yeah. It's oh, a four-hour right, drive, so I'm going to get a hotel. Yeah, definitely go up the night before. You don't want to be yeah. trying to do all that in one day. I'm going to get black sheets, because <clears> I'm going to have tan. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do my own bed yeah. in a hotel, which feels weird. You're getting the hair and makeup done, or you doing that yourself? Hair, no, makeup. I'm going to do my own hair. Right. Because it's expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. The oh, whole process for yeah. women. I mean, a bikini for the women is like three, four hundred quid, isn't it? That you'll never wear again. No. That you will never wear again. You'll wear once, and then I see the people trying to sell it after then, don't they? But yeah, yeah, they're always today. online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely it's not going to fit because everybody's different. Different, and this yeah. is the other thing as well. Is starting with, um, you, you, you start in a certain weight. By the time I get to actually being on stage, it's going to be like completely different. I've got no boobies. Yeah, that's why most of the girls have the obviously the boob jobs, the fake boobs on there. Cause yeah, because they know where they're standing though. As soon as you lose the fat, it comes off everywhere. You have no control of where it comes off. So yeah, yeah, you lose, exactly. Lose your chest. So at least you've got those ones that are going to stand firm. No, mine, mine are mine are already small. <laughs> I can't really. <sighs> God. Okay, so what I'm going to go in for bikini first time is what category do you compete in? I am men's bodybuilding, short right. short category. Right, okay. What is short category? What's, what height do you have to be to um, that? The PCA, I think, was up to 170 right, okay. centimetres, 170 centimetres, I think. My memory serves me right. Um, I think I just scrape into the short category, and right. then the medium is like 171 and above. Okay. I think. The, yeah. I'm not too sure. I just know I went there, I was one of the shortest on the day, so I got the short cut. <laughs> Were you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, PCA is all about condition. Okay. So depending on obviously what your category is, being bikini, you'll probably find that the PCA look for um, you to come in as best conditioned as you can for that class. So obviously bikini is not going to be shredded, but it'll probably make you be as lean as you can for that category. Do you know what I mean? So the men, the, the men in bodybuilding, they want them inside out. They right. want to drive to the bone inside out shredded with other federations. Yeah, they all have a different... They all want a different look, don't they? You have to yeah. kind of put some research into what it is they're looking for. I know it's basically like similar, sim- symmetrical, um, that X-frame with bikini girls. Yeah. With guys, what are the, the key things that you need? Is it the same? You've got to have a balanced physique, obviously. And if you're in bodybuilding, the key thing is legs. Um, 
your shows are one from the back, so your back, your hamstrings, your glutes, calves, right. that sort of thing is what's going to make you stand out from the crowd because a lot of people don't have they're quad heavy in the legs, so they don't really have much hamstrings. If they don't right. see it, they don't train it. I mean, it's changing now. The way your bodybuilding is changing, people are becoming more clued up. They're not training so in front of themselves anymore. They are actually. And I think a lot of that's down to having online coaches and people that have been there, competed, yeah. done their time, won shows. Even if they haven't won shows, they've been about the industry for a number of years. Yeah, they know what they're looking for and they know how to get it. Yeah, they get know. To that place. Or they know why they even. I know coaches that haven't won a show that, that you know, they've, they've lost on different occasions, but they know what they've lost on so they can sort of apply that to their clients. Because mm. um, they've sort of sacked off the competing side of things because it's not for them. But yeah, or it's, it, I think you can do it for a certain amount of time, but I can't imagine people could do this for very long. No, I had a six-year break from competing, come back last year and competed, um, and then did the FitX, which um, unfortunately they got... Um, I was speaking to Darren, who runs a FitX, and he said himself that the height categories were slightly off because I went into mediums, right. like a medium bodybuilders, where they were all like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and a good 14 kilos heavier than me. Jeez. So I, I looked like a child. Oh. Stood next to these monstrous men. That's no good for your confidence. No, it wasn't. So much work into... It wasn't great. Like, I was in great condition. Uh, legs were a bit soft, unfortunately. I was in great condition everywhere else. Um, great feedback from the judges, but I just wasn't big enough. Because, obviously, they were all massive. Like, 19-inch arms and huge, huge guys. So I just looked like this um, underfed ch ch <laughs> child in the, in the background, like, hey, hey guys, look at me. <laughs> can, can I line up with you? Is that okay? Let me stand next to you in my pants. It's really <laughs> nice, yeah. That's for sure, you know. After all the work you put in and then all the, the, the build-up, peak week and the tan and the hair removal, which I was I actually didn't even think about, but um, yeah, the guy who great. had last, Craig, he mentioned the hair removal. Uh, I didn't even think about it. Well, the V cream doesn't work for me. My hair is too coarse, so it's a big job all over. Oh, really? Or a wax, yeah. And you have to do it close to stage time then, because that's going to come back fast. Yeah, you've still got to do it, I think, ideally like, two days before, because obviously you end up with like skin irritation and stuff, don't yeah, you? Yeah. And you've got yeah. to exfoliate like hell for the whole week. There's so much you have to think about. Competing is not... I mean, you look at it from start to finish, it's a very expensive hobby. Yeah. Considering that unless you turn pro and start getting paid for it or sponsorships Sponsors, off the back of it, yeah, yeah. it is just a costly process. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm finding that out fast, yeah. very fast. More so for the women than the men, and men have got other costs than the women. Obviously, women do use bits and bobs, PDs and whatnot, but the men obviously use a lot more. So that's where their cost is, but again, it's nothing like 400 quid for a bikini. So with PEDs, do you, did you use them yourself? Do you yes. mind me asking? You did? Yes. Okay, right. So again, this is something that was brought up in the last um, podcast and I'm really interested in it because my, I said before, my, my personal thoughts on this is that there isn't enough education out there when it comes to performance enhancing drugs. I think... I think a lot of people in the gym are doing it though um, on the sneak, you know? Yeah, they're not honest about it either. There's a big stigma behind using any form of PED, whether it's an oral or injection. Yeah, yeah. And there is there is no education on it. The problem with it is there's plenty of information on the internet if you already you already have a baseline education on the yeah, it's a contradictory a lot of the pharmacology, time. if you will. Um, 
but the thing is one one article on the internet will tell you something and then the next guy will tell you something different so which yeah. one do you believe if the you way, have yeah. no baseline of education there and a lot of the time the guys taken in the gym are just going to believe the other guy their friend oh of course it is with. it is literally bro science yeah bro science the <laughs> word the thing the thing that pains me the most and will pain any coach or anybody that uses peds i like to say properly none of it's properly because it is all, all obviously off the record like um but the mm. thing that pains me the most is when you go to coach somebody um or somebody asks your advice on what they're taking you know etc and you ask them how much of something they're taking and i say oh, i'm taking two mil a test a week i'm like two mil of what right because there's so am- many milligrams per milliliter i'm like so your dose isn't a dose it's a volume it's the amount of liquid you're taking how much testosterone are you taking in a week and they go i don't know what you mean i'm thinking the number on the bottle testosterone cypionate for example 250 it's 250 milligrams per one cc per milliliter right so every time you put a milliliter into you that's 250 milligrams of test so they think three mil is not a lot when in, when in retrospect it's nearly a, nearly a gram it's far too much you don't need te- that yeah it's like you don't need that no one needs that much you know these these massive guys aren't taking that much what does that do to your sex drive send it for the roof right but it can also then raise your estrogen levels and end up having a negative effect where your sex drives through the roof because your estrogen has gone through the roof as well yeah you can end up with the well yeah i mean and this is the thing and then you've got guys going to the doctors and going look i've got rectal dysfunction or i can't and uh, but they're not going to tell their doctor why they've got to that place because again no they won't and then the doctor will have to refer them to an endocrinologist because the doctor won't have a clue what they're talking about yeah because the doctor no there's not many gps unless they actually read up on it itself it's not something that they're trained in to know with people that technically abuse steroids because it's it's technically you're abusing it you're not it's not prescribed therefore you're abusing the drug Mm. technically um so they're they're gonna have to refer you to an endocrinologist that's going to take six months you know, and yeah. then in the process, you probably lost your partner because she can't put up with it no more, so she binge. <laughs> you're depressed, <laughs> yeah, then you're exactly. prescribed quickly antidepressants. Yeah. yeah when in retrospect, all you've done is just misuse the first drug and then yeah. try to correct it with a lot of other ones. So yeah, I'm, uh, that is one thing <clears> that I feel a bit strongly about is 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 going to be used. There is no fighting that. It's just not a lot of education out there for guys that are going to be using it and women. No, there's not. Well, women do use it as well. There are plenty of women that use PEDs for competing. Um, to harden up before shows and all that sort of thing. Um, again, they don't, uh, not not the women as such, but people in general don't seem to care about their internal health. Like there's, yeah. you ask them to get a blood test and it's like, oh, I can't afford it, but they'll go out and spend like 150 quid on shit on a night out, yeah. whatever it may be. Your body is so important. You only have one. And, and like you say, they'll go and spend money on the weekend on other things yeah. that don't matter as much. You, yeah. you you recently had your bloods done though, right? I saw yeah, online. so I used the blood lab. So Chris from the blood lab, he's good as gold. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually missed my uh, consultation call. You think he's going to sort it out tonight, actually give me a ring and go through things. I know things are pretty much fine because uh, I ran through them with a friend of mine who can read blood work inside out. So a few little things we needed to amend, but nothing major. What's to be expected if using PEDs, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But again, good that you know now. Yeah. You know exactly what's going on in your body. Yeah. If there is anything that you can address, then yeah. brilliant. The other thing is as well, I mean, it's, even if you don't use them, it's good to have a blood test because you could have something underlying which yeah. you, you later find out could have been resolved if you knew about it five years before. Yeah. Uh, but now you've got something that's too late to correct. It's prevention like rather than a cure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So. Absolutely, absolutely. I know what you say. How do you feel then with the competition that you went into last? How do you feel 
what do you think how do you feel about the package you brought to stage it wasn't what i could have been i got let down by a coach um i'm not going to mention any names there's no need for that but i got let down by a coach um so i used a good friend of mine mark robinson from csn he then somehow managed to pull me in to look half tidy within four days wow because i got completely let down peak week to peak week back to back the show day for the Welsh, I was let down, so I looked, didn't look great for the Welsh. What did that consist? Sorry to interrupt. You, what did that consist of with the four days? What did he have to do? Like that's not that. Extreme been... cardio, right. extreme diet, extreme yeah. deficit. Oh my gosh, you must have been <laughs> um, grumpy as hell. Yeah, I was. I was hanging. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> like an hour on the stairmaster in the morning. No. Twelve. No. Hour, Twelve hour shift in work. Finish work. Back to the gym. Well, when you wait. say work, what were you doing for work? Lorry driver. So driving class ones all day. You've got to be awake for that. Yeah. So then I go to the gym then on an evening. By the time I get to the gym, that's up 16, 17 hours. Then I train and then I do a further 30 minutes on the Stairmaster in the evening after weights. That was that That was that was four or five day period. And the Stairmaster is the most evil of, of all cardio machines. It's it the last minute on the Stairmaster is genuinely longer than the last minute in the microwave. <laughs> it's two very long, long two very long minutes that's right there. Long <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Either one. None of them you want to Such a good way to describe the pain of the stepper. Brilliant. Love that. Just watching it. It's like, why is it still going? Why is it only on 30 seconds? I swear it's gone longer than it was supposed to be on there. Yeah. So, you might... Oh, we've got people walking past. I wonder if you can hear that. You brought... So, you weren't quite happy with the package that you brought. What did you... Where did you... Did you place? No, because obviously I was in the wrong category technically, so I think they're going to amend the height categories for this season. But it wasn't I wasn't disappointed with that because I actually looked, if you look at the lineup of the people, I actually looked pretty good. Yeah. I just wasn't big enough. They I'll, were all monsters compared to me. I'll be honest, I think for competitors, stuff like body dysmorphia and things is rife because looking at you now and looking at seeing you in the gym, you look incredible. You're in incredible you shape. Much. But then when you stand next to all these people and you're judged by people and they, they tell you whether you look good or not, it's That is hard. the problem with bodybuilding. That's yeah. why there's a huge stigma behind it because you could turn up on the day. It never, it didn't used to be like it. You turn up on the day and you were the most, ins- say in the, the, the golden era, mm. then if you will, the, mm. the Arnie, the, the, Arnie, the yeah. Frank Zane, Arnie, that, that yeah. kind of area, right? Back in the day, the 80s, right? You turn up inside out, shredded, the most symmetrical, and you're the, the driest Salinas on a stage, you won the show. Yeah. It's not like that anymore because it's very much clicky clicky, hands in pockets. It's a little bit. And I'm not putting that on anything that I haven't won. No. I haven't won because I haven't come in good enough, right? But the, uh, but the, but the, the, the problem with it is. It's a bit corrupt, isn't it? It is a little bit now. And there's things like, um, for argument's sake, two bros are um, saying they're basically supporting a line of coaches. Right. Saying that these are the best coaches. Okay. Well, how can you say that? Because that obviously means then if you're coached by them, you're placing at this show. If you're not yeah. coached by them, you're not placing. Yeah. You cannot, as a federation, support a bunch of coaches. Yeah, you can't. You have to be completely... Biased. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And biased, you need to be... No, you're right. You're absolutely So right. I'm reading stuff on the internet at the moment to do with federations and competing, which just makes me think I do not want to do it again. Mm. I will. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a bit addictive. Well, I think I got one more season left left in me to keep my hair, and anything <sighs> anything more than that, I think I'll start going bald. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to give it a go this year. I'm going to have to give it a go because it's on the bucket list. I want to try it, but the expense and the stress, like the the my the way that I feel now, my body, I'm really happy. I feel really comfortable on my my own skin, and it's going to get for the next sixteen weeks. It's going to get even leaner, leaner, leaner to the point. It's a different. I'm going to have a different body. So even though I'm going to do it, like, 
it's not a necessity. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Be, I, I say this now. <laughs> Watch me like years later. All my trophies. <laughs> well, it's never a bad thing if you've got loads of trophies from it. And like. swords. You get swords. You do. You win the overall. <sighs> yeah, I've always wanted a sword. Just never been good enough. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you. If I can get one of my. If I can get one of my clients to have a sword this year, that'd be that'd be a big enough goal for me. Yeah, yeah. Just take so, a picture of it and yeah. then just n- like don't explain under the photo. Just... <laughs> like, Mum, look at my sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I have it for the weekend? Yeah, can I borrow it, please? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you say that once you've done it once, it, it it'll either, it'll either grip you. Yeah. And that lifestyle will then just become you, That's and it, you have then. no choice over it. it. It will just swallow you. Which has done for me since the not not much the competing, but the whole gym lifestyle has done for me for what fifteen years, thirteen, mm. fourteen years, something like that. Well over ten years, anyway. Mm. You know, and you'll just find yourself. Oh, I'm not going to compete again. The next thing you know, you'll get into like February and start in, entering a prep by accident, thinking, "Oh well, here we go again." Yeah, I didn't mean to, but <laughs> I may as well do it to the best of my ability yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, the gym life, I didn't think that would ever take me. I wasn't a sporty kid or anything, but no. there is something about the gym that, and that when you get into it, mental health-wise, if anything... Oh, I'm yeah, sure. it's probably the only reason I haven't had... I've, I've had one breakdown, but... Uh, um, uh, two, three, four... Yeah. Yeah, it's why it hasn't spiralled into me just completely losing the plot, moving really to... One really large, long breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up in Vegas and just staying there. Yeah. In a mankini. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's 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 a strange lifestyle. And you said with the, the body dysmorphia side of things as yeah. well. Like it it never gets better. No, you strive it gets for better all the yeah. time. Like I like you said, I'm in pretty good nick. Like most of the year, I'm never fat. I'm always lean, no matter what I eat. Unfortunately, um, as what? it's a good thing and a bad thing because it makes it very difficult for me to put on weight. Very jealous of because I can lose. I I can lose two pound a week on six thousand calories. Oh my gosh! I'm just so by doing jealous. an extra five hundred steps, it's ridiculous. Um, <sighs> so but. You know, it's you, you always strive for better. You always want better. Like I'm always looking in the mirror, thinking this is shit. That's, this isn't good mm. enough, and all the rest of it. And it's like when, in retrospect, next to Joe Blogs, you're a million times better Amazing. than where they yeah. are, and it, yeah. you can't see it. No, you cannot see it. Especially when you're in the environment 24 seven, and you're surrounded by guys that are maybe bigger than you, or like you're constantly seeing. And that's good to be around people that drive you. I love to be around people that know more than me, or just in general. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. But yeah, when you take a step back out of it and you realise, like, wow, look how far I've come. This is amazing. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, being about bigger, bigger, better people is obviously good because you can push for more, you can strive for better. Um, but I think it's, it's not even about that. It's about yourself. You're constantly chasing your own. I don't know. Like um, a friend of mine, Chantelle, used to train me. She was my training partner years ago when I used to compete. And she always said to me, she said, you, nothing is ever good enough for you. Mm. Like if I hit a, a max squat or a max deadlift, which was like three and a half times my body weight, which is obviously pretty nuts. Amazing. In terms of bodybuilding, especially for a guy that's not professional or anything, she, I, I'd always want more. Yeah. We can get five kilos on that. Do mm. you know what I mean? And she's like, when, when is it ever going to be enough? And it just isn't. That's the thing. It's never. It's a weird addictive personality. Yeah, it's strange. Gym, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I found that rather, rather than, than drugs or something yeah, like that. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but drink yeah. or whatever but it is it can be detrimental yeah it can be it can go too far the one way yeah, definitely yeah. especially when in prep i find when you're tired too when you you're you're, you're um, isolated because how how was that with family life and just how was that when you were going through prep not eating a lot doing a ton of cardio it's not it's not easy 
it's not easy. Um, but it was a case of, I hadn't done it for ages. I hadn't done it since before I had a family and that sort of thing. Um, so I basically said, I want one more crack at it. Mm. And then I'll sort of stop or at least try and stop. Um, <laughs> but it had been six years. And uh, explained what it was. It's going to be basically for the next 12 weeks. I'm nobody's but mine. And I had a fair amount of support, to be fair. I was, I was, I was supported. There was obviously days where, like, it become a bit like, I oh, really got to go to the gym again or yeah. all that sort of stuff. But it's it's expected. And there was no animosity coming from my side with that. It's, just it's hard person. to understand. It, is, it is difficult to understand. Yeah, people don't, they don't, they don't get it, especially people that don't have, like, a, a lifestyle. Mm. Because obviously this is a lifestyle. Mm. If you're just a general person that just goes about life, daily, so he goes to the shops, all that sort of stuff, just normal. That's not really a lifestyle. That's just normal life. Mm. If you have a certain lifestyle, like this is a lifestyle. I wake up, I love... I love knowing what I'm going to eat for my next next meal. Me it's, it's 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 weird. But what are you having for tea? Well, I know. Yeah, I know I'm having for tea on Sunday. Yeah, And people think that's mental and crazy. They can't get their head around it. But yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. I love being regimented. I actually find it crazy when people don't know what they're going to be eating. I find that stressful. Yeah, and then you end up buying a takeaway. Yeah, and you write because you're too tired. You're, oh, yeah, no, I'll just get Domino's. Yeah, there, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so it's easy. Yeah, Casper's delivery. Fucking okay, hell. let's stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> mouth watering. Um, how did it? How did it take its toll on your your physical health? Then was it like this 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 time round actually? Because I put I I went into this prep obviously what eighteen months without the gym because of COVID, and I know there was parts of it where it was open and whatnot. But because of my job, where I was living in the wagon all week, so I would sleep in the lorry. Oh. So I didn't go home Monday to Friday for most of my driving career. I was always in the lorry, so I'd park up at gyms all around the country, take my kit. I had everything in the lorry with me. It was ridiculous how much stuff I took. So I'd work a 70-hour week and never be home, but still manage to train four nights a week. Wow. Just park the wagon wherever I wanted to wow. and cause absolute havoc so I could go to the gym. <laughs> but um, it was this this year, I thought, like, I gave up the sleeping in the, the wagon and I was just working days, so just coming home every day from work like a normal person would. And I thought, I'm putting 200% into this. And it got to the point where getting up at half, getting up at two o'clock in the morning to start work at three in Bristol. So I had to drive to work then. I wouldn't eat till six because I was up for so many hours. So I'd fast till six. Right. Then I'd start meal one. Then I'd work from three till about four. So I'd work a 13 hour shift. Then I'd go from work home, get changed pre-workout meal, then to the gym. I live in Cumbran, so to go to Aber Gym's 30 minutes. I then train, then do my cardio, and then drive the 30 minutes back. By that point, I've been up for 20 hours, 18, 19 hours. Okay? Oh then I'd have to prep my food. Luckily, it was done for me. The other half done it for me, right? Most of the time, unless there was something what going on. What a saint. Yes. Wow. Um, but if she didn't, then it was a case of I'd have to spend an hour cooking my food then. And yeah, I'd just she recognised that. Get into bed and just you. three or four hours sleep. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so burning the candle at both ends, the doctor called it, and I... I Went, I remember going to, went to Cardiff Sports Nutrition one day and I walked in and the girl who used to work in there, she said, you don't look well. I said, I don't feel it. And she no. says, you really don't look well at all. And I just went pale and she goes, you need to go to hospital. And I started getting chest pains and I thought, oh, that's it, I'm having a heart attack. Obviously with the use of PEDs and all that sort of stuff, I thought, you instantly... I thought I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. I said, game over now, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's done, like, you know. So I got in a car, flat out from Cumbran to the Grange, uh, from Cardiff to the Grange in Cumbran, because I knew I'd get in there quicker than if I went to Cardiff. 
got to A&E, and by this point, I was I was crawling through the door, and I just went to the thing, and I was like, just chest pains. That's all I could say was chest pains, and they rushed me straight in, no messing, because mm-hmm. they thought I was having a heart attack. Run all these tests on me, four different blood tests, ECGs like you couldn't imagine, couldn't find anything, like, wrong, and the doctor picked up one thing on the, on the ECG, um, and he said, I think your aortic, your, your aortic artery is splitting, or going to split. That's I. Which is, no one wants to hear that. No, I was like, I was like, cheers, doc. Get it right first, mate. Don't tell me this. No, it wasn't <laughs> so, right. So, so automatically, I was like, ah, it's fucking game over then, isn't it? <gasps> you would, of course, you would. And uh, the blood test came back, and all the rest of it, and the other tests had done. And he said, I asked, he said he got it wrong. And he said um, whatever else. So then I let him know. I said I'm using clenbuterol. Good, yeah, said, good. Because um, now a lot of people will see they get. To is that is that going to make my thing? I said, obviously, I I, I notice it makes my heart fluttery and stuff like that, yeah. irregular and whatever. She said that that will send. That's what sent the ECG funny. Right. He said, now I know. He said, there's nothing wrong. He said, what do you do for a living? And I explained everything to him. What I'm doing, the training, the the cardio, the work, my job. Yeah. You know, stupidly long days and that. And he said, you've literally just collapsed because of fatigue. Nothing else wrong. Just so heavily fatigued. But do we underestimate fatigue? Do we underestimate definitely. And it's something I'm very, very knowledgeable about being the driver because that's the main reason for RTA fatalities. Really? It's worse than drink driving to being tired. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's terrifying. You actually become... I watched a Joe Rogan podcast, actually, with a sleep expert, and you actually become slightly psychotic in sleep debt. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Everything about sleep debt is... Mirror is mirror image of being psychotic. Wow! Because you like you're delusi- delusional. Delusional, yeah. Um, you you can't you bump into things. You 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 your motor skills are gone. Yeah. You believe things are happening when they're not. Being tired, yeah. I, I think it should be an excuse. I know. I think I should be able to ring my boss and be like, I can't. I'm tired. Today. Luckily, in my job, I used to. Towards the end, no way. I haven't slept. I'm not coming to work. And that's There's nothing sensible. they can do. But yeah, because you could kill someone yeah. in that. It's, it's dangerous. Forty-four tons doing fifty-six mile an hour. Nothing stopping it. If the I amount of people falling at the. I bet the amount of people falling at the sleep at the wheel and. It's crying. the it's it's the number one killer on the road, even in cars, is driver driver fatigue. So okay, so physically you were completely like on your last legs. Mentally, you were on your last legs. Um, <laughs> It's a great experience. Everybody should compete. <laughs> That's so much fun. It's um, definitely a nine to five working man's game. Yeah. Not somebody that works the hours of a lorry driver. But you made it work. And I think I can imagine as a coach, which we'll come to, um, when people say I don't have time that much. Oh, really, really God, it boils my, yeah. it does, it gets my gripe up. <laughs> Funnily enough, I had a guy, I'm coaching his sister. I had a guy he's obviously her brother and he wanted to get coached about he's a bit chubby wants to get lean wants to get big typical guy stuff I said to him about waking up in the morning and getting out and doing a couple of thousand steps only like 1500 steps fasted black coffee and him just to get himself ready for the day rather than just slugging himself to work basically trying to get into a a better routine Routine, there's no benefit to fasted cardio in terms of fat loss nonsense but I didn't think I think I think that just getting up in the morning getting you know half a litre of water into a black coffee, get an eight for mm. half an hour. Get the blood pumping. In the fresh air is good for you. And he said, oh, I'm not going to have time before work. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, fair enough. So what time did you get up? He said, I've got to get up for work at seven. I said, seven. <laughs> seven. That's midday, yeah. mate. I was like, that's literally midday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was like, what do you mean? I was like, so you can't get up at half five? Yeah. Oh, the thing is, he said, um, I don't go to bed till late. I was like... Go to bed earlier? Go to bed earlier. And if you get up at half five, you will naturally go to bed earlier. Like, yeah. you're going to be too tired to be yeah. staying awake. And don't look at your phone in bed. And I'm oh. saying this to my actual self right now. <laughs> Put the 
phone down. Okay, I don't. I help. literally don't do it anymore. I, I can't. I, and I always have, no matter what like time of day it is, I've always got the blue light filter off. Right. So there's, there's yeah. never any blue light coming from my phone. Just the. Okay, before you go, yeah, show me how to do that in settings. Thank you. I have no idea on an iPhone, if I'm honest. Do you not have an eye shield thing? Uh, no. I need, I need to get one. I'm not very clued up with Apple. I need to get an iPhone for work, to be fair, so I can just turn it off when everybody starts annoying me. Oh, you just teased me with the blue light special. I'll have to find it. It's bound to be in settings somewhere. In Apple, it's bound to be. Um, right. I have a question. Because yep. I haven't started um, doing it yet properly. I've been YouTubing to get a vibe, but I don't think I'm very good at it. Posing when you're right. on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, everyone goes, you have to start early. You have to practice, practice, practice. What's it like for you? Did you have a did you have a coach? No, I didn't. I didn't have a posing coach. I just practice off what I know it should look like and videoed myself and tried to correct myself. I had a couple of friends that are good at that are good at posing to help me. Basically, I didn't have the funds uh, spare because I'm the sole owner for the house, so I didn't have the funds spare it's to expensive as well. Yeah, to spend on posing coaching. Is it a necessity? Absolutely. Right. If your posing coach is good, some people are not worth the money. I've recently sent my client to get in contact with a guy on Instagram. They call him the Golden Boy, John Lofthouse. Have you ever seen him pose? No. I don't know him personally at all. I've never met the guy. We've never spoke. But his posing is golden. Right, right okay. the most classic, beautiful posing. He, I could watch him. And it sounds a bit like feminine, but I could I, 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 could, I could watch him all day. Like he, His posing he, is hypnotic. Oh, it, it literally is. The way the man moves is beautiful. And it's he, he could... He obviously does lessons, so I've said to my clients, if you want to be the best poser on that stage, you're 15, 18 weeks out, get in and see him. Okay. Book in. So same same for women. Women's posing is a bit different because they're very standard poses. Mm, yeah. There's no there's also in bikini no posing routine, it's a T walk. Yeah, it's literally just so side. So it's down, back, side but... burn, you know, shake your hair, flick your bum round, that yeah. sort of thing. They and make that look easy though. It's not. It I, isn't at all. I had a go and it's like it, I was sweating. Yeah. It was dripping off me. Yeah. So you imagine when you if, if for the men they've got to literally contract every muscle every from every muscle, part. Yeah. It is the most. It is harder than any workout you'll and do. And then you have to make it look fluid. You make it look hard. Yeah, they're not gonna. You're gonna stand out because yeah, yeah, you look yeah. bad. So yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay. So you didn't. And obviously with the posing, is um like if you if you start sweating because of it on the stage, the judges will pick up on the fact that you really haven't practiced that. Right. Yes. Okay. So you look at the people that are good at posing um, for and our they're conditioned say, for it. So we like, use um, who's going to use? Oh, we use Yannick for an example. Yeah, right? um, he's very um, fluent. Yeah, yeah, fluent. Yeah. He can move. He flows. Probably dance quite well if asked how he moves. Yeah, like if you watch, every transition is well thought of, well practiced. Mm. If it isn't, then he's just naturally good. But I would have thought he puts a lot of time and practice into his posing. I bet he'll tell you he's just naturally good. Yeah, prob- probably. <laughs> if he listens to this, yeah. No, but um, so use that for an example. Then you look at somebody like me who would try and do the same posing, even if I was as flexible as he is, it would never look the same. Mm. So, But you've got to put your own spin on it as well, haven't you? You've got to put you've got to have your own independent. Oh, of course vibe. you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously he does classic as well. So it's got to be a bit more fancy and a bit show because that's what, classic bodybuilding is that era that was very much showman yeah it's not anymore it's very much front to a bullshit sorry yeah, chest no where's all the magic gone I this think. is why I like looking at for argument's sake John Loftus as a yeah. posing coach 
because it's phenomenal. If you bring it back, if you bring back that kind of vibe, I bet people will appreciate it a lot. Yeah, actually. judges and, will definitely. Yeah, even if even if it doesn't, you don't get marked on the on on, on the posing so much. But you can like, stay in their minds. Yeah, you can stay fresh in their minds. And the next time you compete, they'll be like, "That's that guy where that's banging posing with you," and, and they'll focus on you. Yeah, next time they'll, fo- they'll focus on Recognize your mandatory. Nice, you remember yeah. you because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all see, it's all psychology. Yeah. Thinking, thinking outside the box to win the sword. We'll, we'll get one one day. We'll get one. I'd be lucky with a butter knife from Aldi's. <laughs> get your butter knife. Um, with the uh, the guys in bodybuilding, is there a good support system? Can you all right? We've, oh, there's kids running past now. Sorry. I hope if you can't hear, I thought it was a horse. It was a horse. Um, yeah. Is is it cutthroat? Is it is it bitchy? Is it or or do you get quite a lot of support? Or is there like clicks, kind of like in school? So this year, I, I was given a lot of support. I always give out a lot of support yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm not somebody that will ever put anybody down. Even if they turned up and they looked like a bag of shite yeah, on stage, yeah, I would still there. be like, put in the effort. you had a go, you know, yeah. okay, you kept eating pizza, but you did have a go. <laughs> Um, you know, I'd never put anybody down at all. Like, but there are there are some people I can't name any, but there are some people that will obviously be bitter if you get um, if if you lose or you know anything similar to that. But I think most people generally support each other. In the, it, it used to be years ago, it got very clicky with like the UKBFF right. federation, which has fizzled out now. Um, that was very much like quite bitchy. Right. Um, I like- I find personally. Yeah. But I've got one of those faces where like people seem to think I don't know, I get a lot of shit for some reason. I don't know why. Um <laughs> You're the nicest person as well. You do look a bit you, you do look a bit scary, not in the, the like <laughs> This is what I'm trying to not do. As this is why I like trying to train women in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me train you so I don't look like I'm a horrible person. Covered in tatties. You look really cool, don't get me wrong. Um yeah, but I can understand. I can understand. Uh, that's good, though. I'm glad that there's a support system. I think when you go into these things, you're being judged, and it's a competitive vibe. You always assume that like everyone else is going to be watching you, and like, oh, like don't get me wrong, there should be competitive banter. Yeah, like that's a good thing, and that's yeah. healthy. In the sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think if you're stood there, say for argument's sake, you're the top three that's been called, and no, you don't know which one's got first, second, and third. You are the top three. I, do you, you will see it sometimes when like third will get his third place and there's like okay there's obviously going to be a look of disappointment but it's almost like a look of bitterness as well mm. whereas for me personally i'd always take it as i would just be happy to be sharing a stage with people that are that good, good. Well, yeah 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 but I, yeah, yeah people obviously i mean for me it, it is a case of winning um i think in any sport you don't you don't enter to lose or come third you always enter to win and anything less than that is a loss mm. you know top three is still a loss in my mm. in my opinion you're still it's lost isn't it? you want it and you be, the amount of work you have to put in like you want you want to be placed and you want to be first like that's all yeah this is the head. difference of bodybuilding it's 24 yeah. 7 so it's sleep eat cardio train mm-hmm. and rest you know stretch recover it, it, everything it doesn't stop whereas every other sport once you've done it for that hour two hours three hours maybe it stops mm. bodybuilding never stops no. doesn't stop no. so that say 12 15 week prep that you do is 12 or 15 weeks of 24 7 and then you have to reverse out because if you don't reverse out properly you're gonna you get fat off your face yeah yeah go off the rails and, then, and it's very easily done to think, right, I'll have another cookie dealer. And the next thing you know, you've got cankles <laughs> and your feet hurt to stand on, which I did a little bit this year. I'm not going to lie. I did. I, I brought it back fast, but I couldn't. Uh, 
I was like, yeah, I tried to train legs and my lower back pump was that bad from the amount of weight I put on. Yeah. Gained about 10 kilos in like, I don't know, 40 hours or something. It was ridiculous. Was that... <sighs> That's terrifying. <laughs> I hear it all the time. You can get rid of it though, like if you're clever enough. But I, it's, it's it's very easy that you think you restrict yourself for so long. That's why I'm a massive believer of even on, even on preps. You know there is a certain degree of calories in calories out. When you get to that last nitty gritty sort of four weeks, yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. It's clean. It's it, very yeah. much like yeah. yeah. But you can always have. A, I mean, I had rice crispy squares and pop tarts in right the way through my diet. Did you, know you really? Yeah, all the way through like week. Just uh, that five little bit out. of sugar. Just that little bit. Keeps of you sugar. sane. Yes. Keeps yes. you and stops you going on a mental bender. And I think if you did gain like two stone in ten days or whatever. Um, the thought of having to put effort in to lose it then like after just doing 15 weeks of doing just that it's like PTSD oh, it, 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 yeah it literally ruins your life yeah <laughs> yeah. so great I don't know why why do we do this this is just awful really, it's a great isn't idea it? isn't it just developing eating disorders and things pretty great. much yeah <laughs> just um, do, you, do you have to pump up before you go on stage yes. as well? just, right so what yeah, even the women yeah I've seen YouTube videos I'm even the bikini girls you get bands because obviously everything that you've built over the however long you've trained for to do that show, you will have muscle there. You have to in order to have lines and shape. You can't be a skinny girl and go on stage in a bikini. You wouldn't look. Because as soon as you turn around, you'd have no ass, you'd have no hamstring tie at all. Although the bikini girls aren't nowhere near as muscular as the, say, the trained bikini or the figure or whatever else. Yeah. That you still have to have a baseline of muscle there to, to look like you've got yeah. some shape. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pumpable. Which, which so the takes... more you pump that, obviously your shoulders will make your shoulders look wider. Yeah. Bring your lats wider, which will make your waist look smaller. Yeah. So when you give it the twist on stage to stick your hip out and that, it, it makes it creates the illusion that your waist is even smaller. Tiny weenie. You don't pump up, mm. and you're not creating that illusion as well. Right. Okay. God, this is all things that I'm going to have to take on board and prepare for. Get bands, pump up, black sheets. Up the trend. Up the trend. <laughs> That's the main one. You get that right and you're doing well. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> just, just straight into my butt. Um, <laughs> supplements. Are they really that important? So Some are, some are. Some are, some are. Right, okay. Because, it, yeah, it's an awful lot that it, you seem to have to take whilst, whilst on prep. I get that, obviously, you're missing quite a lot of your essential things, the vitamins, things like that, for me as well, because I don't eat meat. I just eat fish. And um, eggs, so there's nothing in my diet at the moment with eggs, but there's a lot of fish. B12 is important. Um, yep. Creatine is new to me. Creatine will be important to you if you don't eat red meat. Yeah, right, okay. Because you're lacking in creatine there. Yeah, yeah. So there's just... I there's mean, also vital uh, nutrients and stuff from red meat you'll probably have to supplement unless you're eating a lot of, like, veg and... Yeah, I do eat too much veg. I'm supposed to weigh that, and I don't. Oh, my God. Yannick might listen to this. My coach might listen to this. I weigh every single piece of broccoli. Yes, every single stem. <laughs> <laughs> I just put too much broccoli, and I really do. Um, so do you think that it's an expensive fad, like the amount of supplements that are pushed, you know, with coaches and a lot of A lot of c coaches... It seems like I'm slating coaches. I'm not. A lot of people in the industry that recommend supplements are usually being paid to recommend that supplement. Right. And that's part of the process. That's part of... So there's marketing there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So certain things aren't essential. When somebody says to you, buy this whey protein because it's way better than the next one. It isn't. It isn't no. any better than the next one. No. It's whey protein. No. Fact. 
So it, like, at the end of the day, you can get your hydrolyzed whey, your, your whey isolates, which are obviously faster digesting and stuff. But at the end of the day, whey's whey. I think I would prefer if someone said to me, you need to have creatine or whey. I get... I get a bit of commission if you buy this one. We yeah. buy this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's no different. But from certain any things. Other. I mean, your, your standard things. I mean, your vitamin D three you need to take for optimal um, absorption and getting the right use of that vitamin D. You need to take K two alongside that. K okay. two basically helps stop plaque buildup. Um, so stop the thing, reduce risks of things like heart attacks. And I think even if I'm right, I might be wrong. So don't quote me on this. Later life, it can help reduce risk of things like Alzheimer's, dementia, okay, that sort of thing. Okay, might be wrong, but I did do think I read that somewhere. But even if there are positive things that are coming alongside, if if people are yeah. reporting positive, or what those two work synergistically. Basically, if you take them together, the vitamin D will be far better for you than if you just didn't take the K two with it. Right, basically works like take the vitamin D, take the K two as well. The vitamin D is like okay, yeah, let's yeah. work. We'll, yeah, do some yeah. more. We'll absorb yeah. some more. We'll have. This we'll is another better. reason for having a coach is because this is an awful lot of information. It's like magic potions. You have to have this with this in order to help this get this. There's a lot. And, that, and that's your full-time job to learn that and then to de- deliver that information to people yeah to, to, trying to, to convince people to take supplements though it's very difficult because they see it as a cost and it, it is a cost i'll be honest i did but i will only i will only recommend certain things so i will i will i never recommend creatine because i put red meat in everybody's diet unless they don't like right red so meat, it's obviously for me. yeah 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 um if they don't then i will recommend creatine i won't say to them that it's like essential Right. But I'll say it would benefit them. Right. Um, and then most people will use it. But your th- standard things like vitamin D3, K2, omega-3s. I'll put a joint supplement in there, something like Support Max Joint from Strom. Uh, reason being, especially for the men, the training plans that I will give them are not easy. So mm-hmm. very, very heavy weight training for like top sets, six to nine, back offs, 20 is still very heavy. So as you get leaner and drier, your joints are going to, your connective tissue, well, that's going to take a bit of a, a bashing. Batting, a battering, yeah. So I always put a joint supplement in there as well. Um, and that's pretty that much sense. it, to be honest with you. Oh, and an essential amino acid and a carb powder for intra-training, which we drop out closer towards the show anyway. Right. So okay. I think essential amino acids, they just promote recovery before you even start to recover. So you eat, drinking that through your workout, you're getting basically that, let's start recovering before you actually finish your workout. So essentially you're aiding your the natural, recovery straight away. Right, yeah. okay, okay. Um, not a big believer in branch chain amino acids. I don't see the point of them. You just basically might as well buy squash. Oh, Never okay. notice it. If I notice it, if I take essential amino acids and I train PCAs, really hard. right? Was yeah. Like, right, okay. Because this is got, the other thing. They've all got these names and these, like... Letters. <laughs> yeah, so BCAAs, <laughs> I don't see the point in. my. I've never noticed the difference in taking them um, as a drink. EAAs, essential amino acids, I notice the difference. If I'm training very, very heavy on a regular basis and I have them into a workout, right. I do notice my recovery is better. Not ma- It's not like it's not a miracle drug or anything, mm. but I do notice my recovery is generally better, faster, and, you know, just it's more it's more optimal to use, basically. Okay. I don't notice anything from BCAAs. Um so I wouldn't say to somebody go and spend forty quid on a powder that you can because it is expensive. You just need to know which. To ones me, that are just right flavours ones. your drink. You might as well go and get some Robinsons from Dame Spa for like ninety p. With no added sugar. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Okay. I do have a list of questions here because I definitely don't want to. Again, I I don't want to miss anything out. Um, 
Supplements. I'm glad that you've covered that up, though, because now I, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. Certain things are definitely essential. Yeah, but you can get other things in your diet, which which I've got a question here, your macro split. If you can kind of explain it, really simplify it, because I know it can get quite in-depth, in intense. What If someone was looking to improve their health, build a bit of muscle, what, what do you... Do, what do you need to be looking at with your diet? What do you definitely really need to have in there? So what is their starting point? Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I don't know. Oh, God, I'm going to have to make a make-believe person. <laughs> so if their starting point was somebody overweight, yeah, right, I wouldn't necessarily use a high-protein diet. Right. I'd get the fat off them first. Oh, really? So I'd keep protein at just under a gram per pound of body weight. Right, okay. And the reason being is we're not looking to build muscle now anyway. If they were, This is if they're a natural athlete not assisted yeah. right right yeah um so i'd keep protein quite low i'd keep the carbs high and i'd make the balance with fats and yeah. obviously keep them in a calorie deficit bring them down yeah. to a point where they were lean ish yeah and then i would switch the macros around for muscle building essentially right still keep them in a deficit but they'd have higher protein so that they would aid more of a muscle building do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. actually, that's really interesting. So the, if, if it's just someone realistically, or it's beneficial for them to be a little bit leaner because the protein can get to your muscles easier, or it's how, why is that? Why is that optimal? Why is that? I better? just think it's better to start trying to build. Basically, I, I I look at the body like a sponge. If you use a bodybuilder who's just come out of prep, for an example, right? Their body is a sponge. You can throw anything at them; they just absorb it. Right. They'll just get if you if you 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 slowly increase their calories right, over time. Um, you can get very, very quickly get a bodybuilder up to, say, I don't know, five, six thousand calories and they'll still be shredded mm. before they start actually gaining body fat because their body's like a sponge. So if you bring somebody who's overweight down to that point, bring them right down, mm. once they get to that sort of lean, fat shredded yeah, point yeah. with it, they're going to be small and feel lethargic and stuff and then you basically put them into a off season or a bulk if you will using season. using the term lightly yeah. um they're going to respond a lot better to the food okay. whereas somebody who's overweight if you just tried to bulk them they would just probably get fatter mm. depending on again if they're assisted depending on if it was a recomp if it was a if they it, it all depends on the client as well and how their body reacts yeah. so keep an eye you need to do those regular check-ins and just make sure that what you're this doing is why check-ins are essential as well yeah that every individual. pictures are essential um so if your mate has just got a plan off a coach there's no point in sharing your plan over because Absolutely it's just not, not going to work for you unless it's a generic plan Right. I get a question quite a lot. Can you sell me a diet plan? No, I can't. No. I can't sell you a diet plan. I can tell you healthy things to eat, but I can't sell you a diet plan. Reason yeah. being is every week, at least, well, that's going to have to be amended because your energy expenditure is probably going to increase. Therefore, you're either going to lose weight. If it, if it decreases, you're going to gain weight. So I need to monitor that on a weekly basis in order for you to reach your goal. Mm. And they don't seem to understand that. They think that you can just tell them to eat so much chicken and rice per day. And, and they're gonna, work. and in eight weeks' time, they'll be shredded, no, which is not no. the case. You know Things I mean? change. Excuse no. my random stomach noises. Then are you hungry? <laughs> no, I'm actually all right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have brought snacks, but that would I would have been too tempted by the snacks. So everyone has to suffer while I suffer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wh why did you become a coach in the first place? What was your reasoning behind that? I've helped people for years, ever since I had a basic understanding of calorie manipulation and training and I've helped people for years I've always liked it and don't get me wrong when I first started it was pretty awful it was very much bland diet chicken mm -hmm. rice no sauce 
it worked. Don't get me wrong. Very basic. But it's good that you can see that because you can know that a lot of people... I mean, I could do basic, but not everyone can. And they need that taste. They need that difference. So it's good that you've gone, yeah, this this isn't fun. Yeah. So, I, I, so I've always helped people. And then I thought to myself, you know, obviously I then become qualified as a personal trainer and all the rest of it. So got my qualifications for that and whatnot. And I just figured that I was wasting myself being a lorry driver. Yeah. You know, um, not even from an earnings perspective because I've taken a massive pay cut over the they last They earn a lot weeks. of money, again, because it's, it's danger money, mm, I swear. Yes and no. You put in a lot of hours for the money. I had a good paying job. They're very few and far between, but most lorry drivers will have to work 70 hours a week, not see their house Monday to Friday to bring home 600 quid. Mm. And people go, 600 quid a week? That's good money. It's like, well, I don't stop working for that Monday to Friday. Never stop. Just stop the sleep. Yeah, so if you think about time and it yeah. put into the... Yeah, it isn't. It works, out, it works out less than minimum wage. Less than minimum wage, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not good money. They don't see the ins and outs of the job. That's a the problem. They just think you just drive a lorry, put the music on, happy days. You're clearly the a lot of time brutal. to think. <laughs> yeah, and that's the worst thing. Yeah. If, you, if you're somebody with a bit of a dodgy headspace, you spend all day on the road, you... Uh, Talking to yourself. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. Developing separate personalities. I've, I've definitely convinced myself some things are going on in my life that definitely weren't just going weren't, on in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm not a lorry driver. Same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a psychopath. Yeah, so you you were you were helping people. You wanted to I, that I understand that you wanted to come away. But that the transition from a job where you're making a decent amount of money, especially when you said you're the sole breadwinner, is very stressful. That's hard to start your own business. To- oh yeah, I nearly had a aneurysm like thinking about it. Like yeah. the, 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 the possibilities of a breakdown. They're just knocking on the door. Like if I yeah. open the door at the right time, yeah. <laughs> Captain Crazy's out. They're going, "Come on in, let's go." <laughs> um, yeah, but I think to myself, I've got, I've got enough credentials to do what I do. I'm not somebody that is going to be coaching professional athletes. I'm not that level of coach. I'm somebody with a good basic understanding and a knowledge of nutrition. Um, I know training inside out. Um, I'm good at training. Done it for years. Been there, um, done it. Got the t-shirt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think if I can help people in the process and at the same time make a living out of it, yeah, then happy days. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just I love the fact that when you get through a transformation of eight, twelve, sixteen weeks, whatever it is, with somebody the client depending on their start and, and end goal, um, you know, it's just amazing. When I, I've had messages, I've had videos posted about me from clients that have literally only made me cry. Yeah, you know, well, you were so, changing someone's life. And yeah, they've really, had mental really health really issues are. and all sorts. Yeah. And me being there yeah. on the phone and whatnot, bringing them through problems they've had, bad relationships with the scales because of Slimming World diet, Weight Watchers oh, diet, yeah. all that yeah. sort of stuff. And they've literally, like, I've almost been a therapist to them. And it's because yeah. obviously, I'm not, again, I'm not qualified to do that. But just having somebody there that can keep on top of things and sort of keep pushing them forward mm. picking up when they feel down that sort of thing that's why I think it's a massive thing of being a coach like I think if you're not able to respond on a regular basis obviously within working hours we are human we need time off um, but I think in that week that sort of five six day week you have a certain period of time that if you can respond to them have a conversation with them take time out of your day to help them go through whatever they're going through mm-hmm. I believe that's a massive part of being a coach as well because mm. um, I coach what we call lifestyle Right. So okay. it's not so much compare. I have a few boys going through competitions this year, but it's not something that I aim to push for. Right. Um, I'm more of a lifestyle coach, okay. so it's like teaching you how to plan, how to make your time. Obviously, yeah. being a very busy man and still managing to compete, yeah. time management I'm very good at. Yeah, yeah. Right? So well, yeah. teaching you how to manage your time better, how to make the most out of those 24 hours, you know, 
uh, teaching you that eating food is not the enemy, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I get a bit of a buzz at at at, at helping people. So. Um, I think as well, if you put like, like you say, from the beginning of their transformation to the end of all where they're at and they feel, they compare those two check-in photos, for example. And I, I bet that's a good feeling, someone coming to you and going, look how far we've come together and we've crossed a lot of bridges and we've overcome a lot of things. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong, I've got to get into it with some clients as well and I've got to get a bit firm because I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong type of coach to, as we discussed earlier, I'm the wrong type of coach to come to, and tell me something's a problem because of something else, mm-hmm. when in fact it's you. Mm. You're the problem. You made a bad decision. Live with it. You're a human being. It happens. I'm a nightmare for that. I don't like to accept that I've, I'm in the wrong. <laughs> I will blame everyone else except me. And then <laughs> until I come to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, fine, it's me. Oh, but fine, let's not yeah. talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 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 so that's that's good though so at least you've got a job now that you can go home and be like changing people's lives and then like yeah I'm not just pulling a bloody 40 foot trailer around for some idiot yeah. while he goes to skiing on his skiing holidays while he's a millionaire making money for the man rather than me so you know it's I like earning money for me and in the process I get to help people and all the rest of it so it's my own little business that you know like I said earning is sort of a byproduct of helping people and it allows me to live at the same time. Yeah. So I get... What's the vision? What's the goal for your business in general? Have you got anything in zero way? Uh, I have I have goals in terms of where I want it to be. I want it to be at the stage where I have a good steady 50 online clients nice. and 15 PTs in the gym. I don't want any more than 15 PTs mm. clients. Uh, reason being is uh, I want everybody to get a service that is very personal. Attentive. Any yeah. more than 50 clients for me with my computer skills and management skills with the computer with yeah. the computer they would not be getting it gets diluted bir- it gets while, diluted it? Yeah, yeah. and i want to always be able to respond to a check-in with a voice note mm. or a phone call you know and 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 be able to one congratulate them on smashing another week yeah two if they've not smashed another week and they fell off the wagon give them a bit of a bollock in for yeah. you know in, in, in a nice manner yeah you know tough pick, love pick their spirits back up and get them back on the wagon mm-hmm. um you know and I don't think I could do that if I had too many clients. So for me, it's to earn enough to live off nicely, comfortably, whilst having that personal level of relationship with my clients. Yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's the only way to coach. Personally, if I wasn't getting that individual like uh, feedback, that I know someone has genuinely looked into my training, my plan, what's happening with my, how my body's responding, I'd be taking my money elsewhere. I tell you, it, it does need to. It, yeah. I need that. I need yeah. that. I need to be held accountable. I'm so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, though. The honesty is great. Um, <laughs> right, so you have you have a family of young do you, children. Yes, I've got okay. 13, 12, 7 and two. I thought you were going to say you have thirteen children, man. No, but that's I don't still have a, that's that's still a Trust lot. me, four four is too many. Four is enough. Yeah. So okay. How do you do? They see a lot of well, I can imagine they do a lot of your eating habits. You have to. They see your prep. They see, you know, how strict you are with food. Do you feel that that has a positive or negative? I'm not impact? too strict with food, to be honest with you. No. If I'm not in a prep for something, then I will sort of eat. I'll have my structured food. For argument's sake, I got to eat two hundred protein, four hundred, five hundred carbs, and fifty fats to maintain whatever. Right. So I'll hit that right, and that will be good, clean food. Because I like to eat healthy food, mm-hmm. but 
if I want that Toblerone or that Mars bar that's in the fridge, I'm still going to eat that as well. Do you know what I mean? Unless it's in a prep. I can never have a Toblerone. I'll eat the entire thing. Yeah. I just like any chocolate to be fair. But <laughs> the problem that I get though is, is, in, is in prep is what bothers them because I sleep eat. What's that? What's like the... sleepwalking? No. Same thing but eating. So I will walk my tired ass to the kitchen fully asleep Get in the treat drawer. Because that's what your brain wants yeah. that bad. And because it's the same as sleepwalking. I'm completely out of it. <gasps> you unconscious. eat all the treats. And I eat, oh yeah, when I say all of it, I'll, I'll go through a 300 gram dairy milk. I'll go through a cheesecake, all that, until I literally wake up because I feel sick. And then I'm stood there with chocolate all around my face. <laughs> I've just ruined my diet for the week. Quote, unquote, sleepy. Yeah. I'm going to have to tell people that I sleepy from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember when I first started dieting years and years ago and I had no idea what I was doing and I just basically cut carbs. Just did a low carb. You started they, a low a carb A lot of people will do that when they don't know. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the cut, the cut in the carbs was massive. Like, made me crave sugar really bad. And I always remember, I was living with my mum at the time <laughs> and she'd done a, she bought a Posh Marks and Sparks spread on to put in her friends and wealthy mind. Wealthy friends. Right. Do a Posh Marks and Sparks Sunday dinner, all the spread puddings a lot, right? Oh, Coming wow. around for dinner. This is Saturday food. night now, so I come back. Been a rugby, played rugby, <laughs> and I was shredded. I was only small, but I was shredded. Went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night, come down, and there was a full-on New York cheesecake in the fridge. It must have been the size of a dinner plate. A big, massive New York cheesecake. So a snack then. And it was gone. Yeah. And I woke up in the morning, I come downstairs, and she was like, where's my fucking cheesecake? <laughs> and I was like, well, I haven't eaten it, have I? I'm, I'm dieting. Like, and she looked at me, and I had cheesecake all around my mouth. <laughs> and she hit me so hard. She literally went out, she Stupid boy. Oh my gosh. I, I must have been what? 18 or something? Oh. Yeah. I never felt so bad in my life. Relatable though. Relatable. So I straight in the car then down to Marks and Sparks Jeez. to buy a cheesecake. You, at least you replaced <laughs> it though. At least you replaced it. Yeah. Cheesecakes funny. are meant to be eaten whole. Like you I don't get this whole sliced rubbish. No. It's like the resealable chocolate bars. It's disgusting. How do you your reseal a chocolate bar? Resealable That's a joke that yeah. is. Even, they, the, even the little ones have the reseal on now. Think well, what kind of human like square psychopath? Yeah, that's, that's weird, isn't it? That's, that is weird. That is weird. For anyone that's listening and eats one square at a time and then reseals, Kev, Kev, yeah. if you're listening to this, mate, this is <laughs> this is for you, bro. <laughs> you're weird. <laughs> so you don't think so? You don't think that your habits impact them negatively or anything? You don't think, or are they do they have to lock the the drawer for your sleep? Eating situation. No, it's hidden now. So it's, if I don't get it when I'm not dieting. Um, so long as they keep. But if, if I start a diet, yeah, it, it, we just hide it. So now <laughs> all I get if is I go in that drawer is just bread. <laughs> or something really but even shit. bread, I'll find a way to make bread sweet. Oh yeah, just cover it in sugar and fry it. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's a way to yeah, make surprising. a cake out of anything. <laughs> But that's so. So, what about your regimented like routine with with diet and training and everything? Do you think that it's rubbing off on them? Do you think? Absolutely not. No. No, not at all. Kids are lazy. <laughs> lazy ass kids. They don't have any form of. Maybe you see them as lazy, but to other kids, they're like extreme fitness freaks, and you just don't no, see it because they don't. No. no? Absolute typical teenagers. Ah, uh, okay. yeah. good. Good, yeah. I'm glad. No, Which is good. good. No, it is. Yeah. It, it is good. I'd like it to rub off as they get older in terms of their work ethic. Oh, I think it has its benefits massively. You know, I think I think seeing because the th- so the three of them aren't aren't my natural children. Right. Okay. They were they were hers before me, but 
the father's not around, like he decided to do a runner and whatnot. But um, anyway, that got into too much detail there. So you are father figure. I am the only one that they really know. Um, so I, I just want to make sure that they, because if if it rely on his genetics, they wouldn't do well in life. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I just want to make sure that they see the work ethic that I have for the, one my job that I've had as a lorry driver. Two, giving that up, the work ethic I'm putting into being a coach. Mm-hmm. And obviously three, with the bodybuilding lifestyle, yes, it's not for everybody, but you cannot deny work ethic. Yeah. To get inside out shredded, to yeah. be in the gym, to do things, to get up when you're feeling like shite. Yeah. Keep on going, keep on pushing. That work ethic, that tenacity of just keep moving forward, yeah. um, I hope does rub off on them. Because all that will do is benefit them in terms of their careers and yeah. all the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? My my dad says, you know, if you reach for the stars, but you only land sort of halfway, at least you've, you know... You've well, you got, got halfway up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they can see you at the absolute extreme end of things, then if they even take a little bit away from what you're doing, I yeah, think it's very good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't like them to live the bodybuilding lifestyle, though. The two boys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like them. To, I'd like them to do everything so they could. If they wanted to get into fitness, I'd rather they did something like CrossFit. Yeah, so it benefits the mobility and body mobility or rest as long yeah. as it was taught properly. You know, this is the thing, right? I when I'm ripped, I look strong, but I'm not. It's a complete lie. Yeah. Like I can't walk up the stairs without getting out of breath. Yeah, it's lit. That's legit. Everybody thinks that you're that when you're ripped, you're this amazing able-bodied yeah. person, but yeah. in fact, you're an absolute shadow of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The kettle is heavy. shell yeah. of yeah, who I could have been. All strength. Got abs on. though. Yeah, I got, got abs a, though. I got a glute shred. Yeah, look good. <laughs> uh, got no relationship at all no. because I haven't got time for anyone but myself. Yeah, it is. My it beautiful is self. <laughs> just fall in love with yourself and put yeah. in a massive love honey order. But then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can get sponsored by them. Interesting. I'll look into it. Um... <laughs> running your own business so with the stresses of that i know that you say that um it's good for them to see your work ethic but do you ever think that you don't spend enough time with your family we were in phone calls mid podcast rude yeah um say that again sorry (laughs) so i was paying attention yeah you were so you were so with me the the stresses of business um do you ever feel that you could be spending a little bit more time with your family oh 100 absolutely 100 but it's a case of it's difficult because I, I see my little boy and like I class myself as a, as, a, as a good dad like I put effort in there I play with him I obviously make sure they're supplied for and all the rest of it but there comes a point in time where you've got to think money is the be all and end all without oh, it you it cannot is. do anything so yeah. when people say family is more important yes it is in terms of how you care about it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day with no income you're, you're going to be a lot more stressed. Yeah. You're going to fall out. Chances are, if you're in a relationship, it's going to end. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you need that money there. So I don't really have a choice other than to just do what I can when I can. But you're making your decisions with your family in mind. In mind, yeah. As they grow older, they'll understand. You know, yeah, they'll yeah. get to understand yeah. that I wasn't there 12 hours a day because I was out putting food on the table. Building you know? an empire that hopefully yeah. you could pass on to them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so then they, they can, can thank you. So they can go to Greece and Spain and <laughs> have a great time. Yeah. But you couldn't because you're in a lorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was your um, life before uh, fitness? What was it? Were you a sporty person? Were you? I was into sprinting. Oh really? Okay. I was always if I stepped on a rugby pitch, I'd always be the fastest on the field. 
over over the hundred meters right. without any form of training. So I started doing a bit of sprint training. With my dad, my dad's an avid runner, ex-military, blah blah. Right. Do, um, you, do you think that might have something to do with your uh, work ethic? And your... oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I get my work ethic and my drive as much as I hate to say it because we do argue like hell, but I get it all from my old man. <laughs> he's a very he's sixty two years old. He'll still run ten mile in his boots. Do you know what I mean? He's he's nuts. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, so I, I played a lot of rugby from about. 16 to 20 but I've always really trained I, I trained as soon as I, as soon as I left school because I was bullied really bad in school mm. um, really fucking bad so I left school at 15 not 16 because I just couldn't be arsed anymore um, become an apprentice plumber and any free time I had is a little hotel gym down the road right. and I just went in there and tried to get some muscle I had no idea what I was doing do you think that was off the back of being bullied? oh 100% yeah I locked myself away in there my mum gave me a membership and then somehow I managed to get it free for half my life by just not ever scanning the card and they didn't check. Wow. So yeah, this is a good thing. They probably knew. There. They probably knew. They were like, here he is again. Yeah. So uh, no, it, um, it was definitely off the back of that, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people say that in fitness, myself included. Um, just, it's sad, but it does seem to push us there, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. And this is what I tell anybody who's being picked on. Like, you're being picked on because they have nothing better to do they see something in you which probably frightens them yeah and they're projecting their insecurities and onto project, you as well, yeah, yeah. Exactly, doing that exact thing like I was many things like the last, the last incident for me is I was tied to a post in school and beaten senseless wow okay yeah. I was that's wow yeah so I had my hoodie I had a hoodie <laughs> I had a hoodie on they pulled the hood over my head pulled my arms through the sleeves tied it around me like a straight jacket <laughs> this is the truth oh so I couldn't get out so I was like in a straight jacket and then tied the cords of the hoodie to a, to a lamppost, and three of them just lamped me until I was like oh my collapsed on my knees on the floor. Still tied the post and left me there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then all the homework that I'd, <laughs> that I'd done, which I was threatened with being expelled for if I didn't complete, because they ruined it the first time, they then threw in a hole and urinated on it. <laughs> so I said to the head teacher, I'm not coming back to school, do what you fucking want. And I walked home 11 miles. I. Wow, I I'm speechless. That is awful. It's pretty bad. My school life was pretty bad. Without getting into detail, it, was, it wasn't great. Even friends don't really know the, the, the true the, the ends real... of it. I was yeah, I was quite badly picked on, and it just I was never I'd never shy away from a scrap. Mind, I'd always get stuck into the boys who were having a go. I was just always seven stone and never big enough to do anything about it because these yeah. kids were all like six foot in school, and I just got beatings every time. And uh, so I just decided the reason I was getting picked on was because I was small. So I just locked myself in the gym and all that tenacity and anger and came out like all that, that came out in the gym. And I was, again, and I was picked on, you'll never stick at it. You'll never do this. You'll never make a life out of this. You'll never do well and all the rest of it. And now all these people want diet plans. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can show you my inbox on Facebook. Oh my it's, me it's literally mental. Same people that yeah. said you couldn't do it. I, you know, and it's sad, but for a lot of us, again, myself included, are driven by that... Um, I'll show you kind of hatred, mm. that fire of wanting to to prove people wrong, to be better than they said you could ever be. So I'm really, you know, well, you know, you've done incredibly well. Oh, so have you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things. You can either use it. I, I'm a big believer of use it as fuel, and I was never really taught to use it as fuel. My old man taught me to stick up for myself, but I was just never big enough. You know, at the end of the day, a big good one's never going to lose to a big little one. Uh, good, a good little one is it, it ain't going to happen. The bigger guy's always going to win if they both are skilled. But you, you look big, but you're not strong, as we just discussed. So if anybody does want to beat Gareth, that. 
I reckon it would be really easy. <laughs> it would, because I uh, big guys can't fight anyway. That's why all <laughs> good boxers are slim. <laughs> and if you tap into his uh, in his traumatic past, all you've got to do is just tie a hoodie around him. Yeah, that's it. Really just easy. Just, just beat him, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> why are you so kind? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Coaching clients, right, coaching clients that don't adhere to the plan, been through that, so again, I'm going through my list, don't want to miss anything out. Um, okay, this is one. I, when you do start coaching people and they're not used to coming into the gym, what, um, how do you get them out of that like gym anxiety feeling that everyone has, going to the gym initially and feeling completely just intimidated? I'm and- a massive joker. Okay, yeah, good. Just laughing. So I make them laugh. I take the piss out of them. Good. <laughs> I do. I generally do. And I've got four female clients that are in the gym that never had anything to do with training. All that always big, scary place and all yeah. the rest of it. One, I explain to them that the biggest, most shredded, meanest looking people in the gym are the most insecure. Yeah. That's why they look the best. Yeah. Because they're never happy with how they look. Mm. So they will always help you. Mm. if you're. In, and that's the God's honest truth. It's usually the sort of skinny... In terms of guys, it's usually the skinny guys with a Gymshark vest on that think they're the bee's knees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're not. And the biggest, most meat-headed, muscly bodybuilders are usually the ones that hate themselves and that will help you. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, a, funny, it's a funny turnaround. Scary guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right there. You are. And the other thing is we just make sure that we, like when we're in the gym with them, I make them feel comfortable. So I, I um, make them laugh. Mm. I take the piss out of myself. Mm. I say strange things when I'm coaching people by accident. You just become weird. I become weird, yeah. yeah. So I, I'll say things like "lift it up, boom," yeah. and I say, and I'll be like, "Why did I say boom?" And then they start laughing. And I'm like, "Why? What's boom all about?" I've never and said boom before. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, it's, it's obviously explosive." I'm like, "Yeah, explode." That's Woo! what I meant. And I all meant of a su- like that. But all of a sudden, they've relaxed. Yes, yeah. That's because just- I'm an idiot. If you're so. <laughs> more, if you're weirder than them, at least they won't feel as, as no. Weird. And it seems it seems to work. It seems yeah. to work, and it's this, helping me get more female clients as well. Yeah, yeah, I can mm. imagine because there is a lady section in Planet, but I think that can sometimes be like people hide in there. They do. They hide in there. But we can't also train people in there. You you can't because I'm male. <gasps> ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I can't go in there and train them because of the women that are in there generally think that men are pervs. Mm. They're staring at them. So if I'm in there, I'm staring at them. The fact that there is even a ladies' section suggests that these these women have to hide and, and feel safer in there. Yeah. It's a bit of a... Yeah, it's, it's a strange one, that, because I use it just because if the, the machines are not free, then I'm like, well, there'll be one in the ladies' section. <laughs> yeah, you have the benefit I'm of both lucky. worlds there, yeah, don't you? you know? yeah. I mean, I usually bring my wig to the gym for that day. <laughs> Oh, I recognise you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, li- I like the way that you... Yeah, that is really good, the way you are with your clients and the joker. And I find I'm the same. If anyone new comes in with me, yeah. I'll just be, like, really loud and really yeah. weird. You know, that's... that's the best good, way to be at the end of the day because you, you you put people at ease without even really trying. Yeah. And it becomes very fluid. Like, it becomes... The conversation runs easier. The, yeah. The training goes easier and... You know, I've, I've messed up things in the gym with clients many times. Nothing unsafe, but like doing things or explaining things, tripped over something, you yeah. know, whatever else. And it just, I don't know what it is. Being a little bit of a clumsy fool, yeah. it sort of makes them, especially those the women that aren't that confident of being in a gym full of yeah. meatheads. Yeah. It's very much like... Um, I think it's a case of they don't want to look a fool. They're worried they'll look a fool. So if you make that's it literally okay it, to look yeah. a fool, then they'll... Oh, I am okay. a massive fool. <laughs> 
the jester of planet 100%, fitness. 100%, yeah. That's good, though. That's good. What about rest days? Now, I know a lot of the gym bros don't believe in them, but how important are rest days? More important than training days. Yeah, are they really? Pretty much, yeah. So when we've got our doms and we're in absolute agony, what's happening it should be, Rest days should be planned. I mean, if you've got common sense with the gym, they should be fulfilling with your microphone there. If you've got common <laughs> sense with the gym, you, it should be planned. So for argument's sake, if you were to do... Um, I base my training plans around the two strength days. So two days which are like based around getting stronger and then we rest and then we have more of a hypertrophy phase so we grow and then we rest again. Ready hypertrophy for the, phase, yeah. sorry. For anyone that doesn't know, me included, what do, what what's that? Muscle growth, basically. Right, okay. The actual growth of the cell, the hypertrophy or hypertrophy, however you want to pronounce it, is the actual growing of the muscle. That's bodybuilding. Right. As opposed to strength training. So if you look at a powerlifter, they're not usually that big. Right. Bodybuilders massive, right? Because a powerlifter trains for strength, which is a byproduct of that is obviously going to be some muscle size. But this cardio included, then, isn't it? Yeah. Like you're burning as well. But the bodybuilders are are strictly growth, hypertrophy, growth, yeah, growth, growth, growth. growth. Yeah. And in the process of that, they obviously get stronger by picking up heavier weights and stuff. But they're nowhere near. Like if you had, um, I don't know, I'll give you an example: a bodybuilder of my size and a and a. Uh, powerlifter of half my size, the bodybuilder of my size would never deadlift the same as a powerlifter half my size. Right. Because the powerlifter's trained in moving that weight for me to be as fast as he can. Yeah. And Explosive. and that's what he does. You yeah. Know, the bodybuilder is about actually training individual muscles, growing individual muscles, that hypertrophy, hypertrophy, whatever you want to call it, phase. Yeah. So that's how I do rest days. Because after two really heavy days, you might not feel it in terms of the burn like you will with like 20 reps, drop sets and mm. all that squeezing and stuff that the, the bodybuilders do. But it will be taxing on like your nervous system and all the rest of it. Like I find myself to do two really heavy days. I'll just shake. Yeah. In the house. Yeah, And that's me for too. me, I think, right, Wednesday's a day off then. Really? You know? yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. And that, so you just you li- listen to your body. Yeah. Have a rest day Wednesday and I'll chuck in some recovery cardio. So I'll sit on the bike for 20 minutes. Nothing fast. I was going to say, like, how much is too much cardio? Because you can you can overdo it, can't you? Depends on what your goal is. Right. It's obviously not too much cardio because you're training your heart and lungs to be strong. I hate it. There's <laughs> too much cardio. I mean, for me, too much cardio is walking from the car to the gym. <laughs> but, but, like, in terms of, like, your health and fitness, there isn't any. There's right. not. There's not, really. Okay. But, obviously, the more cardio you do if you want to maintain your body weight, you have to eat a lot of food. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because obviously cardio is where you burn most of your calories. You burn more calories doing cardio than you will burn in training weights. Yeah, You know. but it'll also be Although the effect is different. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. No, not so much. There's a big, I think there's a big hoo-ha on like, oh, bodybuilders, oh, cardio, I'm going to lose muscle and all the rest of it. Well, I know, there's pro bodybuilders online that cycle, that cycle 100 miles on a weekend. Yeah, I see a lot of, do some, you know I mean? some do a lot of hit. You know, and that that is um, yeah. contradictory of what I've learned. Again, it's so much information. One person says one thing, another person says another and thing. Every single body is different. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I don't lose much body fat doing hit. I just don't seem to lose much body fat doing hit. Steady state cardio for me will take body fat off me at rapid rates. Yeah. But I get very, very fit doing hit. That's it. It's the cardiovascular endurance and so the versus that. <laughs> awful. I'm like, flip this tire for how long? <laughs> yeah, anything that makes no. you feel sick or like just. You know, out of breath. I don't like it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, thanks. What is the difference between free weights and machines? So some people go straight to the barbells and other people are just strictly leg press machines, things that are... Um... It's horses for courses being number one. 
The main difference is you'll never recruit the same amount of muscle fibers using a machine as you will a barbell. So for argument's sake, a squat, yeah. this is why somebody can leg press 500 kilos but will struggle with a 140 kilo squat because they're not recruiting the same amount of muscle fibers. They're not recruiting stabilization muscles to keep themselves stood up with that barbell on their back, their, their core, core, everything else involved. Yeah. That's why you'll see that massive squatters have always got bigger legs than a big leg presser. Mm-hmm. and a much more developed leg so a bigger hamstring glute tie in the leg is more developed as a whole rather than just quads okay. so that's what I find oh, I'm going to have to squat now it's beneficial but again squatting is not a particularly great exercise for your glutes unless you squat low bar like a power lifter right belted yeah, squat if you want you glutes that. belted squat all day high bar up on your traps low bar a little bit further down your back this, yeah. this is the thing you when you get into the gym, you've got your basics, but it goes and goes and goes. There's so much different different form, di- ta- tackles different muscle groups. It's yeah, 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 yeah. The, the day that I learned that your bum isn't just one big, like two big muscles, <laughs> there's loads of them in there. <laughs> Blew my yeah. mind. Blew my mind. Thank you, Brett Contreras. Yeah. Is it Brett Contreras? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Religiously yeah, yeah. watching yeah. one of his bum videos. Yeah, the glute guy. The glute guy. The glute guy. Well... As well, okay, last question, and this is solely for me. Why do we hurt after we train? What is happening to our muscles when we train? Um, they, they're breaking down. So this is why you get the DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. The yeah. muscle fibers are actually being broken down, which is why nutrition is so important. Yeah. Nutrition will refeed that muscle, repair it, allow it to grow. Okay. So as you imagine, you're breaking the muscle down, you're refeeding it, it's then repairing and growing and sort of getting better if you will mm. so that's why you get that soreness because you've, you've actually broken the muscle down trying to sit down on the toilet is like really my hard. hamstrings are a difficult procedure <laughs> to get on the toilet yeah walking down the stairs yeah. getting on the toilet yeah it's you know not, you've done it well it's not a day for down. the toilet today it really isn't that's who I go off till tomorrow I'm going to the toilet today <laughs> yeah um, it's been an issue yeah okay well thank you for that last question I ask everyone this question if you could go back in time and give your younger self some advice what do you think it would be uh, ooh, it's a difficult one. <laughs> Drink more beer, lift less weight. Lift less weight. Lift less weights. No, um, for me it would be be an all round. Again, using the word lightly, athlete. Cool, cool, athlete. Right, okay. I think bodybuilding. One, when I started training, there wasn't a YouTube. Okay, so yeah. there was no information about whatsoever. Now there's a lot of information on YouTube. Admittedly, most of it is contradictory and some of it is bull. Yeah. Um, but there's at least a go-to for some information. It can't be that bad. It's better than none. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I would probably tell myself to be a more round, well-rounded athlete. So I would do things like make sure that I went to a yoga class. Yes, um, stretching. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. But the more you've got to use people like Kai Green, for an example, as a bodybuilder who who is still probably the most supple and best poser to ever grace a bodybuilding stage. You're gonna have to send me some links because I want to massive. see this guy. And he can still body pop and do all the bloody dance moves and that. And okay. it's just the guy's insane. But it's because he does like hours and hours of yoga and stretching yeah, and yeah. all this sorts of stuff. Do you know what I mean? And um, I would do all of that, and I would do more cardio. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd be an all-round athlete. That's what I would say to myself. I'd also say to myself, uh, educate yourself more. Mm-hmm. So take the time. Take out rather than spending money on cars and stuff, which I did as a younger lad. I would spend more money on education. 
so that now I would have a level, a certain level of degrees rather than, you know, what I do have. Yeah. Even though I can imagine it was fun at the time. Oh, it was great fun. Don't get me wrong. And we all got to live and you got to make mistakes in that. But looking back on it, I would definitely benefit now. I'd probably be a very wealthy man having the drive I have now. Yeah. But if I was, that was backed with a lot more knowledge. Knowledge is power. Certainly is, and then you can get a really nice car. A really nice car, then, yeah, and blow even more money. In the long run, it's all about the vehicle you drive. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. You're not balling unless you've got a blacked out BMW. Yeah, can't wait. Not for my mine. bright yellow banana four by four, which I think is really cool. I think it's really cool. Please don't get rid of a yellow car. I always wondered whose car that was outside the gym, and now the only I issue is going up hills. It wouldn't pull your trousers down. Oh no, no, really? It's, it's, it's a very slow car. I have a, but it'll go anywhere. Oh, will it? It'll yeah. go anywhere, but What's it just doesn't the, go there fast. It's got like the exhaust thing coming up the top. What's that for? Snorkel. It's got. You can go into water. Yeah, I took it swimming on the twenty seventh of December at Salisbury Plains. What is the point in a BMW then? If you've got a, if you've yeah, got you a drive a BMW, car, you can go fast. I can go anywhere. You've got a literal James Bond submarine yeah, car. Yeah, hundred percent. Although it's not very nice when the water starts rushing, running in through the doors. I mean, people, people wear wellies <laughs> and waterproof pants. <laughs> Cold water therapy is the thing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> went through this massive bog, obviously, where they test the tanks and something was really deep. And I went, I thought, if I don't go flat out, I'm not going to get through it. So if in doubt, send it. So I just sent it through. And next thing you know, all the water was coming up through the gear stick. Oh, <laughs> Soaked my gosh. the radio. The radio died. And I was just covered in water thinking, oh, this is great. I'm going to die. <laughs> she went through it like. This is not, how I die. Not very good for it, though. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Sorry I've like, fired so many questions at you, but I, I needed, I wanted to know what was in your brain to help me selfishly develop my own physique. That's so. all right. I'm sure there's many people that would disagree with half the stuff that I've said. Like I said, it's a lot of it's contradictory. That's the with, industry, uh, though, isn't industry, it? Everyone's so. got their own opinion. Everyone coaches yeah. different. Mine is right, and that's yours it. is right, that's and that's it. it. I can't be argued. I mean. I back you all the way. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you leave, I'll be like, yeah, that, was, that was a load yeah. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. No worries. And I would love to have you back in the future sometime and we, can, we can carry on. 